Let's jump into it. It's not <laughs> dark here, is it? It's, I feel like we, we have like rain clouds coming in. Oh, yeah. California. You guys can hear me fine? Pretty good. Pretty good. Very nice. We've had a week's worth of rain. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, yeah. let's jump right on into it. Welcome to the Scotch Money Podcast, where we talk about money, and we talk about scotch, and we talk about investing. And Scotch, <laughs> ah, join me, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Mm, so good. Mm. All right. Oh, okay, this is the first time I've tried this. The Scotch for today is not actually a Scotch. Ah, oh, it is. Oh, show us the bottle. Naked Gross. Uh, grouse? How do you pronounce this? I'm mispronouncing this on air. Grouse. 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 It sounds groused. It sounds like a. Uh, it sounds like a, like a like a Scottish nanny who's like a little too hard on you when you're a kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a blended malt Scotch whiskey, um, and they say that it's matured in first filled sherry casks for smooth and sweet notes notes that mix perfectly with cherry. Um, it's a bit, it, it, it's a lot more alcoholy than I would like. <laughs> oh, cherry. Not very cherry. <laughs> yeah, not very cherry. Uh, yeah, like when you, when, when you like rub it on the back of your hand and sniff it, you still sniff, smell the alcohol. It's like rubbing alcohol. It's like I'm, I'm drinking rubbing alcohol. <laughs> what percentage is it? Is it, is it 40%, 80 proof? It's just like 43%. 43%? Okay, so do you have ice? Uh, I didn't put ice in. There's your boggle. So you got to, when you're drinking a scotch, that's, here, pro tip for all the listeners. If it's 43%, that 3%, that's where the ice goes. <laughs> Down to 40. In any case, let's, okay, let's jump into the topic of the day. Today, we're going to talk about networking, as you heard from the guitar earlier. Um... So I, I apologize, guys. I, have, I just noticed I have a mattress back here I um, should have removed. <laughs> We're going to live through it. Get <laughs> the guest bedroom anyways. Okay, that's right. And I, for all you audio listeners, uh, now you know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you guys want to be a guest at your old pal Dimitri's house, <laughs> that I have at least one mattress <laughs> besides my own of course mm. nice okay so today we're talking about networking and depending on the kind of networking you may need mattresses that's why the mattress is there it's a purposeful thing all right uh let, let, let's jump into it like we always do and um let's do some thoughts on the topic so maybe let's do uh well in my, on my screen, I see Hunter below me. I see Brian to the left of me, and I don't like that. So I'm gonna go Hunter first, then Brian. Is there any way to to reorganize the windows? Do you know? I have no idea. Is it possible? I don't know. But um, let's tell us about your uh, your networking. Fine, Brian, you tell us about your networking <laughs> thoughts, and then Hunter. Did I accidentally mute myself? No, you're good. Okay. Now that we're past the technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> you can always hit stop and hit record again. And nobody <laughs> ever knows. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I'm pretty bad at networking, um, especially on networking events. I, um, I, I'm best when I'm meeting somebody that 
uh, one-to-one. So one of my, one of my, <laughs> don't laugh. What are you laughing about? I'll, I'll tell you in a bit. Oh, all right. Um, the thing is, uh, on a networking event, my only goal is to get a card. Because uh, there's so many people, everybody's distracted. You don't really know if they're, you know, they're, they're putting their best faces forward. And I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person who likes, who likes drinking with somebody and getting their more vulnerable side and being able to, you know, talk about friends and family and, you know, the, the things that we're interested in together before we could, you know, before we even get into business or, you know, so sometimes we don't even get into business. We just talk and maybe we become friends. Maybe we don't, maybe we do business, maybe we don't, but that's, it, the, the, the important thing is the actual relationship and the actual connection. Uh, and you can't get that from a networking event. So uh, usually it would be um, me trying to get their contact information, um, figuring out things about them that I would actually appreciate as a person, um, not just appreciate from a business perspective you know, ask them questions about whether their views on family, on kids. Um, I would, Approach controversial topics like religion and politics because fuck controversy. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll have to bleep that one out from the Apple cast. Well, is it me, me just my end? But Dimitri's voice seems really quiet. Is this better now if I do this? It's still, it, it gets better if you get closer, but it's still uh -huh. nowhere near. What is happening? What is happening? Hold on. What's all this? What's all this? Where's your gain on your microphone? I believe me. I've been playing with the gain. Here, I'll, I'll mess with it. Just go on. Hunter, your turn. And we're speaking about networking in general? In general, not just events. Um, networking is something I started doing before I realized I was doing it. And that just comes because I grew up in Mississippi and it's a very small town mentality. Even though I was from Jackson, which is the largest city, it's over a million people. It still operates on a small town mentality. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody you know, gets in everybody's business and everybody wants to know what everybody's up to. Um, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like when I, when my, my parents ended up splitting cities when I was about 12. And I feel like once my two parents lived in different cities, um, that's when I feel like kind of the networking began because up until that point, you know, you hang out with people at school and you just hang out with people at school that becomes by default, your network. Everybody's earliest default network is your classmates and your family. That's your, that's your network. Uh, and you expand that as you go through life. Uh, you expand that into academia for academic pursuits. You expand that into your professional career for career pursuits. Um, but once my parents split, um, I had to go to a different school than I had been going to. And uh, I still had the friends that I had grown up with. So when I would go to visit, you know, every other weekend with my dad, I would hang out with these friends and keep in mind, you know, 13, 14 years old, then people start breaking up into high schools, you know, even though they go to the same elementary, middle school. So my friend group, my network expanded, literally, like it expanded to different high schools all over, you know, the county, basically. And me being from none of them, because I had moved away with my mom, whenever I visited, I was just making the circuit. I'm trying to see what every group's up to, you know, and so that's just like, us going to these conferences and going to these meetups and stuff. It's like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? All right, I'll be at your thing Friday, y'all's thing Saturday, and your thing Sunday. And, uh, you know, over time, those connections went to different colleges. So my network expanded again. And I was just trying to keep friends. You know, I'm just trying to, to stay in touch with the best and brightest, uh, you know, in my opinion, as far as Mississippi has to offer, because that's one thing the state has a big problem with is bright, what they call bright flight. You know, anybody has potential opportunity or whatever, they go somewhere else to seize it. So yeah, that was, that was definitely my intro to networking. And then I chose, originally I chose music production as a career and 
I mean, that is all networking. You are your product. You're trying to market this intangible thing, some of which hasn't even been created yet. <laughs> you know, like it's just beyond pigment. It's even beyond startup world. So I feel like once I got into real estate and the startup world, I, I guess I felt more naturally at home just because of that, you know, previous experience of having to be the quote tie that binds you know I'm, I'm the one thing in common that all of these schools have going on you know yeah and it was because i didn't have one of my own and i think you know the downside would be that i had a broken home but the upside was like i have a huge network like i, I go anywhere in mississippi and somebody's running in to me that i know or knows me matter of fact i even had a friend fly in one time and they went to the bar at a Ruby Tuesdays <laughs> that was on like the main road. Like they just picked an easy spot on a corner. Like this would be an easy place for him to tell me to, to meet. Cause this was before we even had GPS on our phones. This is back in flip phone days. So they were like, Hey, I'm at the Ruby Tuesdays at the County line road. I'm like, cool. I'll come pick you up. And by the time I got there, they were already, laughing with some guy that had known me from years prior and <laughs> it was just like man i can't go anywhere without running into somebody that knows you in this town i was like yeah it's a good thing and it's a bad thing for me it was a bad thing because I, mean, I mean i'm living in a highly conservative overall you know region and i'm just not the most conservative guy so <laughs> everybody knowing all my doings was not <laughs> not the most favorable thing uh, not that I'm doing anything necessarily bad. It's just what my dad would not want me to be doing at 16, 17, 18, whatever. I'm growing up a little too fast, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's, uh, it, it, you guys know I'm a huge proponent of networking. When you guys told me, hey, we should do a thing on networking, I was like, oh, man, let me talk <laughs> about networking. Uh, <laughs> And so I'm, I'm like itching at the bit, chomping at the bit to itching at the bit. <laughs> itching at the bit. You've been chomping at the bit so much, it's itching now. That's a whole new level. <laughs> itching at the bit. I've been chomped down and now I'm itching at it because exactly. there's so much chomping and itching. Exactly. And if you can't stand the itching, you get out of the kitchen. Uh, you know I'm a big proponent of networking. But first, smash the like button. <laughs> Okay, um, you have listened to this much of this podcast and or video and or social media post. I want you to smash the like button and the subscribe button and the share button and leave a review. Just everything that you could possibly do, do it now. Pause it and do it now. <laughs> smash it. Yeah. That's what they say. That's what the kids are saying nowadays, right? Smash the button. I mean, talk about expanding your network. Every time you hit one of these, you're expanding your network. That is yeah. the network. It's what exactly it's all because people don't talk face to face anymore. But I, so I, I want to talk about the the. Okay, so smash the like button. Subscribe it. Subscribe the like button. Um, <laughs> you can check us out on LinkedIn. <laughs> all right. Um. So here's the thing. You can also go to voshed.com, V-O-S-H-T.com. Check out our media section. So cool. All right. <laughs> My views on networking. Everything that I have today and everything that I will have in the future, I attribute to networking. It is the most important thing. Uh, why is it so important? Because it, exactly what you... All right, look. Let me, I'll, I'll take it into the intro phase because otherwise I'm just going to get off on, on like some motivational speech and you know, whatever. Here's the thing. When I was a kid and even through my junior high and high school days, I was shy. It's a very shy kid. Didn't know what the heck people wanted. And I very much um, did not connect with a lot of people. I had a couple of friends. And honestly, they weren't even that great of friends, like looking back, right? Um, but moving into adulthood, I realized that, look, if you want, whether it's socially, friends, or if you want to do business with people, 
Well, you have to talk about what's in your mind. And if you're not talking about what's in your mind, two people, then you're not going to get anywhere. We're a social species. Um, there are certain things that can be done on the interwebs. And a lot of people are very successful with it. But we are fundamentally a social species. Without others, we can't do anything. So um, in my business, in our business, in the investment world, yeah, when, when we're talking to partners, when we're talking to operators, when we're buying buildings, it doesn't matter what it is when we're doing, we rely on others to a certain extent. We rely on each other, partnerships. Um, and early on, all of that was very foreign to me. And I had to actually learn how to um, put myself out there. And you know what I did? I went to, I, I said, I'm going to meet with people. I have a purpose. I defined my purpose very clearly because I knew I didn't want to waste time. And there's a lot of things to waste time on. These phone devices that we have, music, which I don't consider to be a waste of time, but you know what I'm saying for business purposes, sort of. Um, scotch, so many things that we can waste time on. So I defined a purpose. What am I going to go do? I'm going to talk about whatever I'm focusing on because that's what I need to do. That's my task. That's my goal that I've set for myself. Then I'm going to go out into the world out there and I'm going to meet people who are also interested in that. I know that I can't please everybody. And I know that there are people that meet me and say, wow, I really don't like that guy. His hat, ridiculous, sickens me. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then there are other people that are like, oh, that guy's so great and I like him so much. And then there are other people that are, you know, they don't even remember. That's fine. That's totally normal. That's literally every person on the planet has that experience because we're people and we're so diverse. It's a numbers game. We go out, we meet people, and you'll meet people that jive with what you care about. And when they jive with what you care about and they meet certain criterias of being able to actually do the things that you care about, you'll find mutual benefit. And when you find mutual benefit, now you're talking. And so depending on what you're trying to do, you know, you, you put together a team. How did, how did Google turn into such a massive company? Networking. How did Voshed Capital turn into such a massive company? Networking. How did, how did uh, uh, what's that guy? The Playboy Mansion dude. What's his name again? You have no... How did Hugh Hefner get a bunch of ladies into a Playboy Mansion? Networking. It did. It happened through networking. Now, eventually, someone else can network for you, and there's, there's levels that you, you attain. But if you're starting from scratch or from whatever scratch is for you, top priority, go out into the world and talk to people that are doing the things that you care about. And you may not meet someone at one event, but you'll meet them at a second or a third or a fourth. And every week you should be going to quite literally as many events and places of substance for whatever you need as possible. That's networking to me. Smash the subscribe button. <laughs> the point is, um, it's my... That, that, that's my personal experience. My personal experience is going out from being, being a, a nobody who didn't know how to socialize to, and this is not me bragging. I'm not bragging at all. But I was talking to my wife the other day, and well, no, earlier today actually, and I said, oh, hey, we're going to be talking about networking uh, in, in the Scotch Money podcast, hashtag Scotch Money. Uh, and she said, that's weird that you would say hashtag scotch money. And I'm like, whatever. Uh, but then she said, you know, when you write a book at some point, which maybe I'll do, who knows? She said, I hope that that book is about networking because 
I, I'm a, such a huge proponent of it. Like it, it's so important. Get out there, meet people. It's so important. And then call them. I, at some point in this, I'd, I'd like to talk about follow-ups and stuff. Um, but I, I, I guess, uh, do you guys want to talk about, cause all right. So here, here's, here's an interesting way we could take this. I'd actually like to hear from Brian specifically and Hunter. Cause I know both of you have traveled a lot. Brian, you're from a different country, of course. Um, as you've talked about in the past. So how is maybe, maybe you, you know, maybe you don't, how's networking different in places like the Philippines or like Japan. I know you spent a significant amount of time in Japan. Uh, how's the cultural difference that I'm going out to Asia later this month. So a lot of this stuff is important. Do you mean the formal networking or um, essentially uh, like networking events, um, which I haven't gone to in Japan or the Philippines? Um, what is formal networking? Isn't it, isn't networking well how how do you define it because the way i define formal networking and the way that you define it may be completely different that's true um generally i always associate the networking to networking events um and then what happens afterwards but uh to hunter's point um you know going to school there was a friend of mine in school who who said that, uh, you know, these, uh, every, all of these students, you need to make friends with them and remember their names and get their contact information because they might be assholes now, but they're going to be powerful assholes in the future. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that, that was, you know, that was some striking advice. Um, and, um, some of the people that I, I still interact with, um, I met through um, high school and college, uh, so, you know, the friends that you make, the people that you mess around with, the people that you drink with, um, the people that you, you know, they, they, they see your bad side, they see your good side. Um, you know, you, people you play with, essentially, um, are, are, are your network. Um, and if you see that they can work, you, you guys can work together in the same uh, projects, and you guys have fun the same way, then that becomes your network. Hmm. But, you know, on the actual going out and finding new people, um, in both the Philippines and in Japan, um, I didn't know anybody outside of my, um, my work um, and my, my, uh, my schools. So in Japan, I, I worked in IT a lot and you have almost no time there to get out um, and meet people. I would get out at 11 p.m. <laughs> from a work day. Um, and sometimes there's time to hang out with the bosses um, and drink with them um, and have them that way. And, and that's networking, uh, just getting out and then drinking with everybody, uh, going to karaoke and singing with everybody, um, learning the language, figuring people out. I mean, that's, uh, it, it, it's what a lot of people call fun. So you, you, don't, really, you don't really know that you're doing it. But it's, it's these relationships that eventually lead to something else, especially when you build projects. Um, Absolutely. I mean, now, uh, whenever I go to Japan, I would just hit people up in Facebook and go, hey, I'm going to Japan. <laughs> um, and then you find out what's going on there. Um, and it might lead to something, it might not. But at least you get to hang out with people that you like hanging out with or you might like hanging out with. Yeah. Uh, on the... On the United States, this is my first um, actual experiment with, um, you know, mass networking. Um, uh, when I started a business here, the first thing we did was open a kiosk in the middle of a mall. Um, and my instruction to the guy in the kiosk was have conversations. I don't want you to sell anything. I want you to have conversations. Because, I mean, I came... I came to the United States with no network whatsoever, knew absolutely nobody. Had, they, didn't have, they didn't have it spoon-fed to me because in, in, it, it, when you go to a country to work, um, like I did with, in Japan, I mean, your network is built in. It, it's your coworkers. Um, it's, it's everybody who's associated with the work. Um, and, um, you know, where you grew up, you have your school, you have your family, as, as Hunter had mentioned. But... You know, going to a new place where I didn't have family and I didn't have a built-in job, um, I needed to figure out 
how to meet people, how to, how to know people, how to figure out the place, how to, how to even form opinions. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, um, when I first started um, the business here, um, you know, I would spend half the time in the kiosk, uh, employees, uh, the other half of the time, the rest of the team. Um, and we would just be shooting the, sh- you know, we would just be hanging out with people out in the mall, uh, figuring things out. You know, yeah, here's, here's this piece of technology. What do you think about it? Um, you know, uh, we, it was a 3D printing um, firm, um, but we weren't really, we didn't know what to sell. We didn't know products, services, no idea. So, you know, everything that we did was defined by um, the conversations that we had and the people that we met. Um, and I, I'd say if you're trying to learn, like if somebody hears, if, if somebody who's listening to this, it's like, oh man, you know, these guys are so handsome and good um, <laughs> and they know what they're doing. And I mean, seriously, and they, they have so much hair on their heads or hat. <laughs> um, no, but it, 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 if somebody is listening to this and they're, there are levels of, of achievement or there are levels of where you are on an individual level. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe I have money or maybe I don't have money. But let's say, let's say you have a job of some sort and you have money saved and you, you're thinking to yourself, I want to do something. I want to invest in something. I want to uh, start a business or... I want to buy real estate. You know, we buy real estate. We also invest in companies. Um, so you say, you say to yourself, I want to do that. That's something that I think is cool. Well, if you don't know what you're doing, you have to, A, accept that, you know, go listen to the risk podcast, accept that there are risks involved in that. However, going out and talking and meeting to people, meeting to people, meeting to people <laughs> and meeting people is going to help you because you're going to exchange ideas. You're going to talk to people. And those people are going to say, some of them are going to try to sell you on something. And maybe those people you'll you know, keep in mind. Maybe they have something good, maybe not. But if you're new, you're not making a decision. You're thinking about it. If you're experienced or once you've networked, as in you've talked to enough people where you start kind of getting it, then you can start saying, okay, well, now I'm more comfortable taking certain risks. So you're, you're kind of in the exploratory phase of I'm learning what there is. In my opinion, there are many different phases that you go through in networking. There's the exploratory phase where you're not really doing anything. You're just soaking in like a sponge. That phase, in my opinion, and everybody, I know plenty of people that have different opinions. In my opinion, that phase should be short and sweet and you should digest as much as possible because we as human beings learn through action. We do. If I, if I think to myself, I want to learn how to play piano, but I never actually play the piano. I just watch videos or read or whatever about learning how to play piano. Guess who's not going to learn to play piano? As an addition to that, though, it's not just the learning to play the piano. Yes, you can learn to play piano on your own, but if you don't have a social forcing function, um, you won't really get great at it. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who can get great at things on their own. Um, So don't don't get me wrong, but for me... Those are outliers. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I... I need somebody who will help me get better. Not, 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 not because, you know, I actually need that person to get better. I, I mean, technically I can learn on my own. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. but it's just, I won't have the motivation to learn on my own. Yeah, well, we're a social species. I mean, we, here's the thing. A lot of the thing, <laughs> uh, yeah, Hunter's showing the, the workouts. By the way, you're both getting schooled by your old pal. And Brian, right it's helping me so much, guys. Baggy, really like, baggy <laughs> shirt, I promise. <laughs> no, it's helping me. I mean, look at this. You're like at 60 and I'm at 600 today. I know you're, ca- you're killing me. You're like, except, so except like, Max is out at 600. <laughs> so, I'm going to take a jog after dinner that I would never have taken otherwise. <laughs> so, and that's the whole thing. Technology helps us 
socially reinforce things when we network. All right. So, okay. Let's say you are past the exploratory phase. You've defined your purpose. So let's say your purpose is you want to buy a piece of industrial real estate in Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> like we do, whatever you, so you're, you're thinking to yourself, all right, I want to do that. And so now you go home, you Google a couple of, of things, you find some buildings, you find some brokers, you find some lawyers out there, you start talking to them, you structure a deal. And I mean, look, if you need to learn about structuring, I think we were talking about doing a, a structuring podcast. Well, I'm happy to talk about structuring as well later on a different cast because it's different from this. But let's say you understand that. Let's say you went to school, Wharton School of Finance or whatever, um, but somehow you don't understand the importance of networking. So. Now, now you've, you've structured a deal and you're thinking to yourself, well, how do I do this? I'll put in, you know, 300,000, but I need, let's say you do a small deal, but I need 400,000. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? Logically, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to call up the people, you know, your network, but then what if the people you know will get, oh, so they'll get you to, let's say that 400,000. You close on that deal, you bought it, you start running the business of whatever it is. Great. Now you want to do a million dollar deal. You just did a $400,000 deal and that went really well. Now you want to do a million dollar deal because this opportunity, it's a good opportunity. You defined it, you did really well on this first one. <coughs> Excuse me. So dusty. Uh, you did so well in this first one, you want to do this, this million dollar deal now, but your, your existing network can't accommodate for that today. What are you going to do? Wait. Okay. Go for it. Go ahead. Wait, wait as long as you want, but that's not going to lead you to achievement. Achievement happens through action. Action happens when you take it. <laughs> so you need to, then say, okay, I need to broaden my horizons. I need to expand my network. And when you expand your network, all of a sudden you make new friends. It's all about friendships. People don't do business and they don't hang out and spend time with people that they're not friends with. The three of us, we're friends. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here. But we also do business together because that's a good thing. We like that. We're, our interests are aligned, but our interests weren't always aligned. And I'll, I'll, I'll take this conversation to when Brian and I first met, which was uh, how many years ago was that? Four, five, four, four, five years ago. Uh, I'd say that first year that we were talking and we we're just kind of you know, tapping in, seeing, hey, what are you up to? What's going on? We met at a, my wife dragged me to a Toastmasters because obviously I enjoy talking a little too much sometimes. Uh, and it was in, it was here in Orange County and Brian was there and Brian was the bomb at it. The acting, the, the, the theatrics was great. <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh man, that was so cool. I really like that. Here's my business card. And then he shared his, his with me. And then we talked and then it was like, oh, okay, you do this. You know, at the time you were focusing a lot on 3D printing. Um, we'd talked a little bit, but then, you know, we weren't really uh, doing business together at that time. And to, you know, then we started kind of getting together. Oh, hey, do you want to go grab a drink? It's whatever, Friday. We'll grab, grab a drink here. Talk about well, what are your interests? What are my interests? More and more and more. And then when we started, when Hunter and I, started doing more uh, technology investing and moving into, you know, the, the industrial real estate, uh, which is where the opportunity is. You were in there as well. And we were already investing together by that point. So it's like you, you build on it. It doesn't have to happen right away. Friendships, connections happen because if I didn't go to that particular Toastmasters that one time we wouldn't be sitting here now. Yeah. 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 Isn't that the way they I think say you bring up a very good point uh, where 
you talk about the first thing to determine in networking is your purpose. And I, I think a lot of people kind of glaze over that step and just like, oh, I need to meet people to make this happen. They know, you know, they're missing something. They aren't sure what it is. And they just go where people are doing stuff like they are. And that's just not. We also have to be able to adapt, right? Yeah. It's a very fine line. I recently gave, uh, I, I, you guys know, I was recently on the television and I was talking about the census. And I was talking about how it affects businesses. So I'm not going to talk about it in too much depth. Um, but uh, you, so you guys, there's the, the common statistic that everyone hears. 90% of all businesses fail, right? Why? Most businesses fail because people don't do their research. That's it. It's simple. Super simple. People don't look into it and they think, aha, I have some great idea. Guess what? Newsflash. Great ideas are a dime a dozen. Everybody's got a great idea. And it's actually a lot of people's great ideas aren't even bad. But execution's important. Location's important. Demographics important. And so you use data sources like the census in the case of what I was talking about. But planning, you got to have a good plan. Then you have to have a good structure. Then you have to go and network and meet people that can help you execute on your plan. And then you got to know how you're going to spend all that money. Scotch money. <laughs> yep, exactly. You definitely need to, you know, figure out your purpose and decide who the most important people are to you. Like who can help the most. There's a ton of different people that can help in various different degrees, but at least I think it's a good idea to have who is the most important people to what you want to accomplish. Those are the people that I'm speeding kind of through others to get to. It's like, yes, glad to meet you. Take a card, give a card, whatever the situation may be. I'll file you under maybe or later or never or BS or whatever, but I'm looking for a core type. Like I, when I go to a networking function to do what I guess could be considered formal networking because I'm not, oh, look, look at me. I'm networking all of a sudden. No, I'm going there to network. When I, when have I a get purpose. a function to network, I have a purpose and I have a, a, a who matters most identified. And then I also have usually one, at least one easy way that I can engage with everybody there. I have oh, something yeah. that I can say that whoever is there they're there because at least these things, you know, it's like if you go to a bird lovers, you know, meeting, whatever you're at, whatever the people are into there, I pick something around that topic. You know, if it's a real estate meetup, it's, if it's a venture, I like to actually make it a question because I like to learn from everyone. So the way I like to reach out to everybody is with the question, Hey, what do you think about so-and-so? Mm -hmm. Because they all have their thoughts, you know, just like they say, you know, <laughs> uh, everybody's got their own opinion and everybody's entitled to it and everybody likes sharing it. So that's usually the way I go right off the bat is I ask them a question. And from that question, I can usually determine, you know, if they're a good fit, uh, not that you're going into the situation thinking position, you know, like, oh, would they, I'm looking for this position in my framework. You're Why not? So here's my question. Why not? Because I, in my methodology, I'm not just hiring for that position. Even if I have a position open, I'm looking for somebody that's a fit culturally and that has talents that will be brought into play later. Because I'm, I'm not looking for someone to just accomplish the task at hand. I'm looking for them to, to do well at that, but also be able to grow into the position doing a job that doesn't even exist yet. That's true. They need uh, to put the culture above all. Because if they have the skill of let's say they have the skill of accounting, but they're a total jerk. They are negative all the time. And they have, I mean, that's, that's like, well, I'll say this. There are, I, I'll, I'll throw this one at you and, and tell me what you think about this hunter. So there are people that are internal and then there are people that are external. And I think of those types of people all the time. We have people that work for us and those are internal people that fit our culture extremely well. And then there are people that we do a lot of business with and they're not internal. 
by any means, but they are like semi they're, they're, they're on the outside looking in and they don't really fit the culture too well, but they fit it well enough to get a particular job done. Um, and I'm a huge proponent aside from networking of, uh, a job done is better than a job attempted to be done perfectly. Right. Get the job done. I don't you know, care if you're an we're almost, we're almost segueing out of networking and into like hiring. No, well, so hold on. But are we? Because here's the thing. Purpose is defined by me in networking as you have a task that you've identified needs to get done. Right? So let's say you want to know about, so let's say you need a lawyer or you need a uh, you need to know someone who you can get loans from, or you are looking to invest in real estate, or you're looking to meet people for uh, technology startups, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's some examples. And you're talking to people, but you're talking to them about tomorrow or in the medium tomorrow or about today. There, there's networking for today, there's networking for tomorrow, and then there's networking to hire somebody. Or when I say hire, I'm not necessarily talking about putting them on a W-2. Hire as in bring them into your inner circle that you're going to do business with. And then there's the type of people that you'll do business with. They'll complete a task, but you don't want them in your circle because you don't know whether you can trust them or not or they need to earn that trust, or maybe, maybe they're great at doing what they do, but do you want them to be tied to you all the time? Those are totally different things. Yeah, because the interesting thing about having a purpose in networking, I mean, it's crucial because it gives you, one, it gives you an excuse to network in the first place. It gives you a reason to go out there and talk to people. Which you know. um, and and it gives you a, a, an easy focus and an easy filter um, so that if you're talking to a lot of people, you could easily categorize, is it, is it worth it to continue this conversation um, with you considering this purpose? Uh, so I think it's important, especially when networking, um, to be focused on the relationship um, with the person um, and, you know, focus on, you know, their inflections, what, what they're saying, asking the right question, you know, asking them questions and figuring them out. Um, and so when going out, I try to only have one purpose or one, one reason for talking to people in, in networking. Otherwise I'd be too focused on the purpose and f focus on what, what purpose am I, um, am I, am, am I connecting with people with, or, or focus on myself and focus on being so into, you know, what I'm, what I want to, to do. Um, because I'm distracted by, you know, by doing too many things that I can't focus on, you know, the actual reason for networking, which is creating that relationship. Um, or figuring out whether or not a relationship is actually worth it. Well, that's the balance. That's the yeah. balance. Hunter and I were talking about that balance earlier too. And the thing is, um, like for example, what I learned um, when I first started doing business with you was um, I, I went out before and had my own focus because I was thinking about my technology company. So whenever I would engage with people, it would be through the lens of my technology company. So there would be people who I wouldn't even continue having a relationship with because, you know, because of that focus, you know, that filter was in place. So people who have nothing to do with technology um, wouldn't even be on my radar. Um, uh, and then I'd only have like, you know, very specific conversations with people, but when, um, when I started getting into investing in industrial real estate, um, then you have another topic of conversation. So, you know, you, you could engage with the same people. You could engage with the same networks. You, you essentially have an excuse to talk to friends or make, you know, rekindle relationships with friends. Because you make, you make a lot of friends going out there and talking uh, uh, to a lot of people. And some of them you, act, you, you, you really like and you want to reconnect with. But it's just kind of lame to go over and go, oh, how's your day? You know, like. <laughs> how are the kids it was like you know like, what do you care i'm busy with other stuff that i'm yeah doing. exactly but then but then when you have a purpose you could go out and talk to them about hey i'm doing this thing you want to you want to participate um or or not even do you want to participate do you do you, you want to uh, do, do you what are your thoughts on it yeah what are your thoughts on it you know
Um, what, oh. and, and having that excuse again to talk to people and, you know, like recreate friendships is pretty nice. It is. I agree. And then we were talking earlier about, it's kind of like, um, uh, it's, it's kind of like, well, Hunter, you and I were talking specifically about like follow-ups on networking and it's like, here, here's my question to you. And, and Hunter is the bomb at this. He's the bomb.com. Subscribe. <laughs> um, subscribe for Hunter. Hashtag Hunter Slay. Um, follow-ups. So let's say you're networking, but you're like, I'm not getting any benefit from it. People maybe aren't following up with you. And I'll tell you this. No one ever follows up. Who is following up? Because all I know is I'm following up. But do you guys know of anyone following up? I don't know. It's Very funny. It, it, to touch on what you're talking about and what Brian just said, when I go out and network, it, it's, if, if I find someone that is one of those who matters most in my current purpose, uh, I get their information. I make sure to get their information. Oh, Whether they have my information or not is irrelevant. I'm going to pursue them. I will get in touch with them. I am going to further this relationship. They don't have a choice. <laughs> like, you know, like once, once I have their information, I'm not going to wait for them to call me. Hey, I hope that guy I really want to work with calls me, you know. But one thing I will do is when I see someone that I feel like is a good fit, like for a potential friend or culturally or maybe in the long run or that could later on come into play, I give them my card. And if they follow up with me, then they have the connection that I thought we had. And if they don't, then I don't put any more time into it. And sometimes they'll give me their cards and I'll put those cards. I have a box that I have cards in and I have them in the order I've received them. So I can literally go in a timeline of my life and roughly, oh, okay, right about this time. And I know from the other cards where that time in my life was. Like, it's like a timeline, but it's just a business card. And I just go into it and anytime I need to talk to somebody, oh yeah, who was that guy that was an expert on this, that time at that meetup when I lived in so-and-so and we were doing that project about blah, blah, blah. That gives me enough time reference that I know roughly where to go into the cards. I can go into the cards, go right to that card and be like, hey, that guy was cool. Uh, yeah. Now this is going on. What's going on with you? You know, and it's another chance to reconnect. Like you were talking about it may not I, be. I want to emphasize, but, you know, I want to emphasize the importance of if you're networking and I tell people this all the time, if you're networking, always take the card, you give the card as well. You give your card to whoever, but always take a card and follow up. People don't follow up. Don't yet. Do not count on a follow-up. <laughs> you up. have to follow up. That is the only follow-up you can count on. That is for sure. Yeah. But then also, when you are following up, see, I'm the type of guy that I'm like, hey, bring it on close. Come on. Come on. Let's bring it on close. We're doing this again. I'm the type of guy who's going to be like, on the phone, hey, what's going on? What are you working on? What are we doing? But I, I love how you guys actually came close. But you don't want to be a weirdo. Like, and maybe you are a weirdo. Maybe someone who's listening to this is an absolute weirdo. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's important to note that you follow up reasonably. There are intervals of follow-up that you can do. So here's my preferred method. I'll share with my, my method. And I think this applies to really any social relationship and sometimes you get a little too excited and you mess it up, but you got to keep yourself in check. Here it is. I'd be interested in hearing what you guys think of this. You meet the person. The following morning, you follow up via email or text, like in, in like a non-call way. So generally an email with whatever you're talking about. Let's say you're talking about a project that you're working on. The next morning, you send them that project or you send them info on that project because, well, you're interested. Then three days later, you call follow-up. Call follow-up. You talk to them. On that call, your goal is to schedule another call. That's the goal. So you can talk more in a less intrusive way. On that call, and I tell people this all the time, 
you're bothering that person. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're at the bank, they're at the DMV, they're doing whatever, they're hanging out with their kids. But if they pick up, their goal is to get off because they're busy doing something else. So you want to say, hey, did you see what I was doing? Can we talk some more later? Uh, Let me give you the really super quick spiel, 10, 15 seconds. And hey, let's talk more about this on blah, blah date that we just set on the phone. Great. And then you go on further. What do you guys think of that? In terms of follow-ups to networking. Yeah, respect. I, I really like it when somebody respects my time enough to go, is this a good time? Yeah. yeah I really hate it when somebody goes, I'm going to spend 10 or 15 seconds talking to you about this. And then they spend two minutes talking about it. No, you have to be, you have to be true to your word. Exactly. And there are people who would cold call and go, you know, they, they just go through their scripts. And it's like, okay. Hello, Mr. Arend. Is this Mr. Arendez? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just, Mr. Arendez was my father. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if, yeah, I, I mean, I, whenever I pick up the phone, whenever I call anybody, uh, the first thing I ask usually is, is this a good time? Did you really just close all three of your rings, by the way? Who? You. I did. Sure did. Uh, it's the stand ring. I, I already closed the other two a while ago. Oh, you closed the stand ring, really? Because I have video evidence that you weren't standing. I, I am actually. I'm on a standing uh, desk. In a standing oh. desk. Oh, see, he's working at all times. Yeah, just kind of go on, go cheap. on, go on. <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> You're talking about follow-ups and you're talking about people that are annoying when they call and they just don't shut up about something. Yeah, that you I think don't is care this about. a good time? Yeah. 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 Being respectful. Yeah. Um, I mean, regardless of who I'm calling, uh, I mean, whether or not they're working for me or not, I always ask, is this a good time? Because if I didn't set them up to succeed in the conversation, then, you know, especially if they're working under me, because they just go, they, they wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't say that it's a bad time. It's just they'd be distracted. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like a dance, right? It's like a dance. Yeah. You need to be able to communicate effectively. Look, you, you got to take the lead, right? As a man or as a forceful woman in 2019 or whatever you are in between, doesn't matter. If you're... If you care about your own life, you're going to take the lead in the conversation. Why? Because you want to talk about something specifically, right? Otherwise, why are you talking to the person? And you're respectful of other per- the other person's time. Because exactly. if, if you just keep on going around and not talking about exactly what you want to talk about from the very get-go, um, you know, after checking in with the, you know, like, are you good? You know, how's your family? You know, very, very quick, you know, if you know the person. But if it's a cold call, you're just like, what's your agenda? Let me know. Can it help me? And if it can't help me, then I'll tell you no. And you can put the phone down and I'd be saving you a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. It's, and time is important. Time is valuable. You know, there's the old saying, well, time is money. Well, what does that mean? It means if I'm wasting my time talking to you and you don't have any value benefit for the things that I'm trying to achieve, that's lame, not just for me, it's lame for you as well. Your time is money. My time is money. We all have value in our time. So if we're not effectively using our time and we're just chit-chatting like a bunch of teenage schoolgirls, guess what? Do teenage schoolgirls have a bunch of money for scotch? I don't think so. <laughs> I know when I was a teenage schoolboy, I didn't have money for scotch. And I wanted that scotch. So, no, I didn't really drink scotch. But, but I was less refined. Point is, if you want to achieve something, you're, you have to put in work. But you can't just work hard. If you want to work hard, go dig graves. Or go dig a ditch for money and you'll be working very hard and you're getting, you're going to be getting paid very little. You have to work smart and working smart is more about maximum value of your time within your network 
and within your network king than it is about being the smartest guy in the room. Pro tip, smartest person in, in the world does not have the most money. Jeff Bezos. person in the world does not have the most smarts. <laughs> Boom, exactly. <laughs> but they are effective with their time. And by the way, second pro tip, when people are saying, oh, I'm just so busy, too busy to follow up, you know what they're really saying? I'm too busy for you. Because you haven't been effective in expressing to them why they should be talking to you instead of talking to Joe Schmo or instead of playing music or instead of watching videos on YouTube, like all the way. When someone's just not talking to you, everybody. Uh, so there, there's a funny song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, a shout out to a comedian. There's a funny song on YouTube uh, by Jean Lejoie. Are you, guys, are you guys familiar with Jean Lejoie? Well, he, he does this song, well, we all take the time to masturbate. It's silly. It's a silly song. I, I, I heard it when I was like a teenager. The point is, people take the time for stupid stuff every single day. I don't care if you're Jeff Bezos or if you're some homeless dude on the street. Everyone takes the time for silly, stupid things. Being effective with who you meet and how you talk to them is super important. There's a lot of resources out there. There are. There's with the age of the internet. Talk to people. And if you're not talking to them effectively, analyze. What am I doing? Am I being a weirdo? Am I jabber jawing about something that they don't care about? No. Like, what do you get to the point? Yep. Definitely want to maximize each connection. Uh, every point of connection, you know, even if they aren't a perfect fit for a purpose or long run, uh, you know, there's the referral. It's like, do you know anyone that fits these criteria? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. here's what you're looking for. If you're not it, who do you know that is? Because I guarantee there's, even if the person you're talking to is not a right fit, they know someone that is. The network <laughs> of the network. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. We have people, oh man, it, that's, that's really maximizing your time. That's your, your time is being maximized because someone else is doing what you need to get done with their network, which is even bigger. And you get to go do other things. That's called delegating. And delegating, not necessarily just to people who work for you, but people who care about what you're doing or people who care about the future of what you're doing. Maximizing time is so important. So yeah. yeah. I like to go into a networking conversation also not asking for anything, regardless of what I'm looking for. I like to go into A, with the question to get a sense of who they are, and then B, follow that up with, uh, kind of something that I'm offering them. I like to give them something of value right off of the bat because if they don't value what you're saying, then, and they do value their time. Uh, they're not going to make that trade. They're not going to give you their time to listen to what you're saying because they value their time. They don't value what you're saying. So you never get that, you know, open communication. And just what Brian was saying earlier, it's funny. If you don't ask, is this a good time to talk? There's two types of people, those that you work with and those that work for you. Uh, you know, if you, if you give that, if you don't ask the people that work for you, you'll get a yes no matter what. <laughs> so they'll be like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether they can pull it off or not, whether it's actually done in the inbox, possible, plausible, and they're just like, yeah. If they're not focused and you don't give them the time and you catch them at a bad time, they'll say yes no matter what. If you talk to people that you're working with and that aren't working for you, that you're trying to do things with that work as partners, if it's not a good time for them and you catch them, you'll almost always get a no about whatever it is because they're busy with whatever else it is. So they're just like, what, I don't have to, I can't, no. When it would be an easy task if they were just, Clearly focused, listening to what you had to say. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. That's simple. But you ask them something while they're doing something else, it's a no. So Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. I like that leading in conversations with, uh, is this a good time? That's, that's really awesome. And, Did I uh, catch you at a good time? I mean, that's, that's crucial. So many people don't ask that. They just go right into it. And I've known, I've known people that I wanted to yes, just to get them off the phone because I got more pressing stuff right now that I'm dealing yeah. with. And the only reason I answered is because they called and called and called and called and they got so persistent. I'm just like, what do you want? You don't leave a, you know, you don't leave a message or you've left a message and I haven't had time to get to you, but you don't respect my time enough to wait and let me respond. You're just going to press and press and press. So that's another thing. If you press somebody too much in networking, you get a no. Even yeah. if, they, if, if they like what you're doing. Like they like ghost you. Like everything. They're just like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it comes with a lot of empathy. Um, like you, you got to pay attention to the person, not just be in your head. Like are, are, mm-hmm. what's the tone of their voice? Do they sound like they actually want to talk to you? You know, are they... Are they actually interacting with you? Do, are they showing? If you're meeting them face to face, do they have the body language that shows that? You know, mm-hmm. we've we've interacted with so many people. So, you know, just like e- e- anybody has interacted with so many people growing up. So, you know, y- you would develop a sense of interacting with people. And if you haven't, then you just keep on interacting with people. Yeah, right. And you'll get it. And the thing is, you know, like in the beginning, it's going to be uncomfortable, and then you get used to the discomfort, and then. Once you've gotten used to the discomfort, you start noticing things that you haven't noticed before. So maybe, maybe you'll completely, if you've never networked before, you just suck at it. You know, you just, you just try again because the next time you would have felt so bad about sucking that you won't, you'll suck less the next time you talk to somebody and then you'll like suck. Anything and then eventually you'll, you'll be so comfortable networking that you'll notice, oh, they're they're not feeling good today. And then you change the topic. What, what's, what's going on? You know, you're, you're not in the right mind. This, this is not a bad time, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you're just being sensitive and then, you know, you'll, you'll get a lot of respect for being sensitive. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll say, I'll say this in regards to that, um, not making the same mistake twice applies to so many different topics, but networking, ne- what is networking? Networking is just social interaction. And some people are socially handicapped and that's fine. And some people are socially handicapped in certain circumstances. Some people can't talk to women, but they're great at talking to men. And as long as you're learning from your own mistakes or you're questioning, am I doing this right? Can I do it better? Am I getting the same result? And is that result positive or is it negative? If you're getting a lot of negative results, and it's the same result, as in the same thing keeps happening. You get the hand. Change what you're doing. Maybe you're being weird. Maybe you're, maybe you're being too focused on yourself and not focused enough on them. Maybe you're not respecting their time. And alternatively, uh, on the business side, you know, there's there's uh, you know, marketing and sales, right? And as you network more people refer people to you. Referrals are a huge deal in any business. Um, And if you're not, so how how do I say this? If you're not asking for referrals, a lot of times you're not going to get referrals. You have to ask for what you want, but also do it in a way that's, that's classy and do it in a way that's uh, respectful to the person a that you're asking and b to the people that they're going to be referring to you you want to share your experience right you guys see what i'm saying yeah absolutely so uh i think uh i think we've sufficiently covered networking although again i can talk about this all day long um but if anybody has any questions about networking, and again, I love talking about networking. I'll talk about networking. If people are like, oh man, that Dimitri guy loves talking about networking, he should do another podcast talking only about networking. I'll do, I'll do a podcast about it. I'll do a webinar about it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm a huge proponent of networking. I say it to everybody and everybody recognizes it. So network, do it now. And the first thing you should do is you should share this video. 
You should like the video. You should subscribe to our channel. We're going to have links in the thing below, wherever this is posted. And also understand that we're going to be doing another one of these next week. And then the week after that. And we're going to be posting it. And we're going to be sharing it. And everyone's going to be like, oh my God, these guys are talking about so much interesting stuff on the Scotch Money Podcast. That's what it's all about. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Caring. Mm. Okie dokie. Yeah. Does anybody have any last thoughts? Say smash one more time. Smash. Smash it. Smash the like and the subscribe and then smash the like into the subscribe and turn it into a like scribe. <laughs> like scribe. Like scribe now. And also share. Like share scribe. Like a like a virgin. Hey. Subscribing for the very first share. Okay. Well, thank you all for coming. We'll see you next week on the Scotch Money Podcast, where we drink scotch and invest, and then invest in drinking scotch. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>